Hello and welcome to the first episode of the fourth season of Peace Off, the Ski Racers podcast brought to you by Fantasy Ski Racer, Technica, and Blizzard. I am James Taco Totkus, recording from my kitchen in Sun Valley, Idaho, uh, West Ketchum to be more specific. And on the very first episode of the season, we have Jeff Pickering, who is uh, a coach among coaches, to say the least. Um, he is currently the head Western Region Junior Director. Uh, in the past, he's been the head Western Region Coach. He's been uh, head Women's Europa Cup. Uh, he has been a part of Women's World Cup Speed. And his knowledge of the sport of ski racing and how he perceives it and how he breaks it down to be an effective co- an effective coach is um, a step ahead of the rest, to say the least. And in our conversation today, I am sure that is exactly what you'll gather from it, if not more. Okay, I've been uh, trying to find a reason for a long time, and uh, or I guess find the right timing for our guest today. Um, and the stars have aligned, and finally, Jeff Pickering is a part of the show. Um, Pick, who you know, we've been friends for about ten years now, I think, and. Um, Always one of the most thoughtful people about skiing and coaching and where it's going next and how to kind of present that. I know every year, every couple of years, these buzzwords start to infiltrate all these coaches' minds. And, you know, I think, you know, Pick, you might be one of the guys that create is responsible for some of these buzzwords. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so we, I, I was talking to Pick not too long ago, and I, and I was like, "Geez, you know, I'd really think you'd be a great guest for the episode, or for one of these episodes, especially because Pick, I think you do a really thoughtful, thorough job of explaining yourself, just like a good coach should." Um, so even that in itself was just going to add some value, I would think here. But we talked about how you've got one drill that you're like super hot on right now. And I'm not going to ruin that for the listeners, but I I know exactly what it is. And then you've got these other three ideas. Now, what's interesting is when we talked about your three ideas of how you're breaking down everything that you're doing, I break mine down into three ideas, but or three concepts, but yours are much different than mine. And I find that fascinating, not because you're right or I'm right, but because they're both right for very different reasons. So, and that's I think is our part of the value here of different coaches. But yeah. pick why don't you why don't you why don't you preface all these things that I've just kind of teed up for you? Well, I'll I'll, I'll do my best, and why don't we just start off with uh, uh, drills? Okay. Uh, and I think we all have drills that we present to our kids, and we present to the staff that we're working with. Um, for a specific re- reason and a, and a goal and an outcome. And I do have a couple of really favorite drills that I like to go to, um, but one of the drills that I, I really enjoy talking about and presenting um, to not, not just the staff, but the athletes, and just in general, the general concept of the drill. Um, it's a drill that I definitely did not create um, if I'm not mistaken, I think around 2015 or 16, the men's D team 
uh, with Ian Gardner and Randy Pelkey um, and that crew. I think they kind of came up with this, but it's the wall drill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and basically what the wall drill is designed to do, if it's, if it's explained properly, if it's set correctly, um, and the kids understand it, it's, it's to be able to take a line which is not so good and change it into a line that becomes much better and very good. Um, so it's, it's, it's a drill. In any time with drills, for me anyway, I think it's critical that the understanding of, of what the drill is, what it's going to look like, um, and what the goal is has to be presented prior to just going out and setting it and working through it on snow. I think if the kids have a visual before they go out and do it, I think that's really important. And I think the staff has to have a really good idea of what they're talking about when they're watching the kids ski the drill so they can help the kids address changes that need to be made. Um, so, so yeah, the wall drill. Simply, the way that I would look at a drill like this is pretty moderate terrain, uh, even fall line. Um, and really, really stacked. And now we're working with the U16 kids, um, probably around the 24, 25 meter range, somewhere in there, um, is what I would like to set or try to set, sometimes 26. And trying to identify probably one of the upper level skiers in the group would be important just to have them ski a good line. Um, even maybe a fifth level kid to ski a good line. And uh, once the line is set, you go down, and it's a three-brush drill per gate. Um, and and brush number one is basically a drill that is placed in the transition or where they're trying to trying to uh, get the top of the turn started. And that and that brush identifies if you're hooking or not. And a lot of kids are hooking, and we don't want them to go over that brush. Um, so they're gonna. So if they're going over that top brush, that's an indicator to you that they are hooking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the kids can see this video. The cameras that are recording are put in the right place. You can really pick up on this quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, brush number two is is set above the gate and a little bit outside of the rise line, just a little bit. And and that brush is is basically. To, to keep the pressure going out, keep the foot and the skis going out to that brush and not turning in too early or moving inside too early. So that's brush number two. Mm-hmm. And brush number three is set uh, parallel to the gate, to the turning pole. And that's, oh, I would say about a slalom ski length away and uh, right around there. And this, this will really be the level of skiers, no doubt. Um, and and the whole concept of the brushes is basically for the new turning ski foot to click each brush. They they that foot stays on the inside of each brush all the way through. Um, there's definitely some things to look for when kids run this drill, um, and some pretty common mistakes that are made. One I mentioned going above the brush. Uh, indicates the hooking, uh, maybe moving to the second brush, which basically moves you into the third brush, and the pressure 
pressure starts to move down down the hill from there. So that's the whole concept of the drill to me. Um, and it's been it's been a, a drill that the more I use it, the more I understand it, and the more success I see the kids gaining from it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the wall drills, especially, is and you just said it right there. I think it, it, you know it's a, it's a it's a drill that you grow with with your athletes. This is not something you do periodically, and that's just that's it. I mean, this is a a drill that you might do it every day for two weeks, and then oh yeah, and yeah. Um, and I think I think one one thing. There's two things that I really like about how you what you talked about there. First of all, the explanation of it, having a really clear understanding of what it is that you're trying as a, as a coach, what your goal is for the kids. And so the kids can clearly understand their goal. And then furthermore, when they understand what your goal is too, at the same time, they don't they can watch that video on their own, especially if we're talking U16 and up. They can watch that video on their own and understand where it is that, that they need to be. Like you can be there to facilitate it, but for them to be able to have self-discovery through watching video, that in itself is is another um, uh, victory in coaching athletes. And then the the third thing, the last thing that I really enjoy about this, and you know, I'm I'm not opposed to putting any kind of focus on the bottom of the turn. I think you know, being in a place like 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 Sun Valley where we have very steep pitch, you know, hooking is a very big problem. Um, you know, having, you know, we do need to get outside the box some days to kind of shift the focus to present a different, to present a similar concepts differently. But what I like about the wall drill is that it just, it, it there is a so much focus on the top there, on the top yeah. of the turn, which, you know, when you, I mean, that first half, that top C shape of a turn, that top C, that is that's 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 ski racing in the this the the, the the smallest nutshell. Yeah, and you know one one thing that I I like where you're going with it, James, is when you when you get to the point when when the athletes, even at a younger level, start to understand the drill. For them to hear a coach say, "Okay, you're at the gate, release the skis." And when you start seeing that that ha- happening, that means the you know things are starting to connect with the kids from the first brush to the second brush through the turn, and that's a pretty fun fun thing to see happen and to be able to talk to a to an athlete about when you get to that point. Absolutely, your direction's done at the gate. Quit hanging on to it. Release and go. It's and it's funny too because for a lot of kids, up until they have that aha moment. They they expect each turn to be a struggle. They expect being in gates to be much harder than free skiing. When the reality is, is when you it's I mean when you do it right in gates, that ski or, or not even in gates, just free skiing. But that that ski yeah. tells you. It lets you know. It says, hey, you know what? We're done here. If you if you want to start working on building the platform for the next turn, now's probably a good time. It's up to you. But we're just as your skis in, uh, interacting with the snow right now. We just like to let you, you know, let you know we're done here. And not like kids, a lot of kids don't know how to respond to that or have felt it. Didn't think it was right because it felt so easy. And they went, well, what do I do next? 
This isn't hard enough yeah. anymore. Well, efficient skiing to to just take a snapshot of what efficient skiing is and put that into an athlete's mind. For example, just say, okay, top to bottom, say you're at Mount Hood and you're on the Palmer. Top of Palmer down to the midway, just ski. And you watch you watch them ski and they make great turns, you know? Mm-hmm. They make great turns. And then how do you transition off into putting the gates in the ground and have that efficient skiing continue on once there's a dictated turn shape or something right in their face? Right. And it's it needs to be this easy. I know it's not, but if we can if we can get it to be so efficient then, uh, then we're on the right track. Well, and that's that's like oh. especially this time of year for them. Like yeah. if you're if you're if you're saying okay, let's say the first competitions with a month away. Okay, there is a little bit of focus there, but there is also uh, a, a focus of urgency. But there's also a little bit of time in there where you can go. Hey, listen, we can really actually break this thing down, or even earlier in the year, whatever. But whatever, whenever you're transitioning from fundamentals into drill courses and gates and stuff. If if you can be that's that's I, I'm this is just coming to me right now, but I would argue that that's the most critical. That's one of the most critical moments of the entire season, and if you are not afraid to just take, as a coach to take a step back and just say, hey, let's spend this week just doing it right, and then and yeah. and just taking the urgency, taking the pace away, and let's let's dial it back so we know that. We can because tempo can be added if you you know I I just think to not be afraid to do it and treat it that uh, treat it yeah. sens- as sensitively as that like gosh you're going to be doing your athletes so much so many favors come come the, down the stretch of the season versus you know oh we got to race the, the weekend after next and we got to put the pedal to the metal now yeah okay yeah. so. Let's uh, we we've already spent about thirteen minutes on that topic, and I'm looking at these next your big three concepts here because this could be we could make a whole season out of this. But yeah. <laughs> do me do me a favor. Why don't you why don't you just spit them off one two three, and then we'll go we'll dive right into it. Okay. Well, the one two three to me is you know as a coach has been learned from a lot of years of trying to become a better coach. Mm-hmm. And that's at, at every level. Um, but I work with more project-based environments. So we have kids coming in and out at certain times of the year. And to be able to have consistency is really, really important. So we're not throwing curveballs every project we do. We we want to be consistent, and the kids know that when they get there. Um, so we've just been working with three goals throughout our prep period, and I, and I think it's it's not it's it's important to keep the goals pretty pretty uh, uh, dialed in with what you're talking to the kids. Mm-hmm. But the three goals that I personally like to work with, and this is not in any order, is quiet, stable upper body, active lower legs, and uh, correct feet and hip position. And, and that's the theme of the whole project, the whole day, from run to run. And there's a lot you can add to that, but those are the three continuous goals that I like to fall back to, and the kids know that that's the focus. 
Okay, so in number, I'm looking at number one here, quiet, stable upper body. Okay, the word that jumps up to me, that jumps out to me of that is stable. So can you tell me what, how, what your vision of stable is? Well, I'll, I'll tell you kind of how I would present this to the kids and what we're going to work on from that step. And it's, it's learning how to have core activation when you're skiing. It's making sure that breathing is part of skiing at all times. Uh, it's making sure that, 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 that hand positioning through different types of hand drills um, is well understood. And then, and then also pull plant is a big one. Mm-hmm. And, and whether it's a, a pull tap, uh, a solid pull plant, uh, a, a weighting down on weighting pole plant or up on weighting pole plant, it doesn't matter. But but the wrist activity uh, that goes into a quiet upper body and stable stable upper body is is really important. So some pretty simple stuff, and I and I like to stick with some pretty simple uh, simple drills. But that would be the focus that I like to like to start with the kids with. Well, I mean, we said it in the last conversation, in, in the first conversation, efficient skiing. I mean, if you're, if you've got more going on upstairs than there needs to be, which is a lot, most yeah. kids, that, yeah. that, that extra movement takes time. And that, what's that, that time adds up in all throughout every turn, transition, your whole run. So even just by eliminating something, you could be shaving off, you know, anywhere from a tenth to two seconds just by eliminating something not adding something not being better at something it's it's yeah. it's just not do it don't 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 instead of swinging your arm across the body every time you end, you finish the turn just drive it down the hill and that might be it in itself right there but mm-hmm. I, 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 like i think that's it's something something like it's kind of a crazy concept like you know kids are always like well what should i be working on like how about first of all you just keep doing what you're doing better or second of all, how about you just think about doing less? Yeah. Right. So, all right. So then, active, active lower. Now, this is this is the action, right? I mean, yeah. the whole point of the, st- the stability upstairs is so that the downstairs could do all the work, and that that the upstairs supports what the downstairs is doing. Yeah, yeah. And this is for for me, Taco. This is something that I I really enjoy. Uh, working on with the kids, um, but it, but it's very simple. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's it's very important that the awareness level is there with with the athlete um, and understanding of what they're trying to do. And again, I just have a simple battery of drills that I like to work with. And and there's times where I would throw other drills in, but there's some go-to drills that I like to use um, mm-hmm. just because I. I feel good. I can explain them um, and demonstrate them pretty good. And, and uh, yeah, but but some of the drills that I bring into the active lower legs um, is is I like to talk. For me as a coach, it helps me to talk more from the ground up. Um, I think the, the 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 feeling component is critical when you coach with kids and and where where the feeling is starting and. And for me, anyway, it's it's where the it's the feet and on the feet on the skis on the snow. So, but I, it, it's just some simple edge awareness, um, just some 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 edge set drills, some 
pivot slips, uh, some head set release traverse, um, stuff like that. But, but it's not just, you know, one, you know, it, I try to start from the ground, ankles, knees, and then hips when needed, shoulders over the hips, everything over the down, down, down foot. But I think it's important when you're working with stuff like this, you really identify the terrain you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't overdo it. And, and, and there is a little bit of a sequence, but, but the sequence can't be thought through. It has to be felt through to me. Um, then the, the other thing I like, I really like to work with is, is just awareness like four-edge awareness. I think skiing is a four-edge. I think the equipment works best if you use four edges and not just two or three. Uh, but like four-edge awareness is, is important. You know, feeling feeling movement off the big toe in transition to the to the little toe um, of, of the tra- transfer of weight. So you're moving from the inside edge of the downhill ski to the uphill edge of the new turn ski and then rolling. And working through the edges, the the sequence of four, and not just three. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's that's as simple as I, I I would put it to the kids. And these are, I just go right back to this. I go right back to a couple drills, and let and let's keep working on this. And the end of main goal is back to lower legs tracking drills. You know, there's a lot you can do, but it, but it's more active than I think some kids think. And 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 I. I truly believe that that uh, um, um, ankle awareness and warming up your ankles before you ski is very important for kids. Yeah, I mean awareness, very right? Important. I think the idea of awareness yeah. versus activity is kind of it's 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 an important discrepancy. I mean, you know, you might as a, as a 13-year-old kid, you might think of lower active active lower and you know, I might think of, you know, I think of active lower, I think of Saquon Barkley, you know, or and and it's not it's not that gnarly of an idea. It's it's like literally putting your brain in your feet. And having yeah. an awareness yeah. of what that foot, what that interaction feels like against the surface, and you have, and I think one thing about doing this every single day, it's not because, it, it, well, it is because you know you're reiterating, you're strengthening a point, but it's also because the surface changes every single day, and that's your opportunity yeah. to, to to redevelop that relationship, so you know. What you're feeling, what what to expect when you start really diving into it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this this is this is a gnarly, this is a um, this is this feels far out. This feels like a buzz a BuzzFeed to me, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've I, I kind of feel like I have an idea of what this is, and I have a different way different way of saying it. But uh, first of all, everything we we're talking about right now, like. I feel is 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 foundational in my my philosophies, and it's just at the same time, I my bullet points are different descriptions, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool so far. So anyway, so correct feet to hip. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a uh, you know we're always I I think we talk to kids about fore and aft balance quite often. And this is just basically a, a different way to look at four-aft balance um, and, and present it to the kids instead of just saying you got to get forward. You know, I think 
Oh, I hate that. That they, that they really understand where their feet are in relationship to their hips. And, and, and that's all the time. It's, it's not, it's not just at one point. It, it's all the time. Um, and, you know, take, taking this into some very successful drills, um, this is another fun one to work with. Uh, so it's just another term for get forward. You know, how do you tell a kid to get forward uh, without breaking at the waist? You know, mm-hmm. so um, some of the some of the things that I like to work with. Um, I started doing this uh, uh, like 2010, 2014 with some of the ski team girls. Um, you. When you get to that higher level, you, you, I think you tend to kind of pare down with everything that you're trying to accomplish with drills on snow. So you have your, you have your big bag of tricks, but you have your, you have your pot, your, your pocket of tricks at that level. And you just go out and you, and you go to the go-to drills that you know are going to help you warm up in the morning, whether it's training, free skiing, or at a race. Right. And, uh, and, and a drill that I personally have had a lot of a lot of success with is a drill that I learned growing up is when I started to ski, but it's changed and equipment has changed this drill um, and, and and it's basically a stem Christie drill. Um, in the past, it was it was uh, a, a, a parallel position where you would transfer your weight, but as you transfer your weight you would displace the tail of the uphill ski, the new turning ski mm-hmm. and transfer weight onto that, onto that foot and then just make a snowplow turn. Um, but back then it was an extension uh-huh. coming up, coming up yeah, yeah. to transfer yeah. the weight. Whereas now it's, it's parallel position in a traversed flexed position. And all you're doing is transferring the weight from flexed to flexed. And once you have established the weight, this is this would be a drill where I would like to talk from the top down. So what I talk to the kids about is is making sure as you transfer the weight is that the uphill shoulder is more in line with the inside hip, and the inside hip is directly over the foot, and the foot is just a little bit behind the hip, just a little bit behind the hip. You're talking. Point. You're talking about the timing so of it. Up the new turning ski. So you're so you're talking about the timing of it, like as you're as you're concluding the turn, where in that conclusion that transfer is occurring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And just for them, because it, it it again goes back to pr- promoting edge awareness and you know getting getting lined up over the new turning ski over the new turning foot is a pretty powerful thing. And then as you take that drill and bring it more into parallel, the kids understand the feeling of, of oh, wow, the first 5% of the transition I am not connected over my, my new turning speed. Whereas in the past, maybe I haven't been, I haven't felt this. It, it's a drill, a drill is done right that can create a new feeling and make a change pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most kids, most yeah. most kids aren't feeling that ski until the second half of the first phase of the turn. Well, can I can I just throw this at you? And I please I do. Like, 
a little reverse psychology to the kids yeah. once in a while, but to me, when I get a kid and say, do you feel early? And they'll go, yeah, I do. And then the next thing I would ask is, well, do you feel late? And they go, yes, I do. And I think because you're early. <laughs> you're, you're generally going to be late if you're early, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's it's just, it's one of those things where it just promotes positioning with the hips over the feet, lined up over the new turning ski, and it helps them go go out to where they need to go, go out to the rise line. It helps the transition. If if the hips stay over the foot, it helps the transition period work over the down, downhill ski as they get depth into the next turn. Well, and this is where the wall drill comes into place because now exactly. as you develop the timing in your free skiing, now the opportunity to develop that in a course, yeah. here it comes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's kind of... You know, you, you just circle back on the whole thing, and that's like the progression right there. Absolutely. And, and, and I just, for me, I like to stick with that and keep doing it. And yes, you, you can enhance it in so many ways, but, but there's just some pretty core goals and drills um, that, that can make a big difference for kids, especially if they're only skiing a couple of days a week. Yeah, I mean, I think the funny. I think one of the. It's great that there. Are, there's. There's tons of drills out there. Tons, tons. Yeah. You know, um, but you could. I mean, when I find myself in the middle of a season, I'm only doing like two or three drills, and they might mean something different depending on what we're working on. But but it's the same drill. It's just the focus changes in the drill. And all yeah. the drills doing is slowing it down enough, slowing down the actual skiing component enough where you can the kid can sit there and think and experience for themselves what it is they're trying to actually achieve. Because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, you know, you're we could talk about this all 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 season, and you know, you we've gone from, you know, Lord knows we've had kids that we've talked about this for you know better parts parts of decades, different concepts for you know, five years, three years, two years, whatever. And until they feel it for themselves, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to be able to do it for them. So then that's where the art of coaching comes in. I think, Pick, you did, even outside of these concepts itself, just in the way you describe your approach to them was already, is already something to consider, in, you know, from, from listening to this episode. You know, one thing that I learned this past week over in Sun Valley, to be specific, <laughs> uh, which was fantastic. Um, we worked with the wall drill. We we, we had a really good uh, pre- presentation the evening before. Um, the kids knew exactly how it was going to be set up, exactly what it meant, exactly what to know to look for when they inspected. But in a way, it's it, it failed. And, oh. and the reason being is I think it's important when you're doing drills, uh, especially in the gates, that when you intermix groups and sometimes genders and then you have different ski lengths coming in and out, mm-hmm. it makes it a little more difficult to get the outcome that you're looking for. And that's kind of what, what caught me off guard um, uh, 
um, a week ago. So and it that, still worked. The concept worked, and they understand it. it, it it's just now, now kind of getting all the groups a little more separated into within their all ability, kind of the same ski length type of deal, and you know, and working the drill again. Right. So. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny that you say that. You know, the, the one thing that I, one of my biggest complaints about our men's and women's fist team training together here in Sun Valley is that the the, the women all need to bring the every, first of all, everybody's line needs to come out about a quarter to a half meter. Like if they did that, their their interaction with the ski to the snow would just be light years ahead, or it would just be such a such a, such a sensational feeling that they wouldn't even believe it. But I, whenever, but I see the the guys put in the, the you know these these sixty seventy point guys put this groove into these flat tracks, and then the girls just can't get away from it. They get they get sucked no. into this groove, and it's like, can we somebody please? It's it's such like this. You know, I mean, it's like the definition of insanity day after day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a that's a tough one, and that's I and I think that's not a a localized. Uh, no, that's everywhere. It's over. You know, it's it's all over. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the other thing too is, um, you know, that rut that rut just just gets magnified or um, gets so much sharper the older older you get, like. You know, I remember, um, you know, are you 14 races? Well, it doesn't matter if you're starting the first or last. You have an opportunity to win them just because the death pool is just so across the board yeah. for 120 kids. Then you get to use 16s and, you know, you have some kids that are like, you know, oh, man, I'm starting in the back. It's it's so tough. And it's like, well, no, not really. That rut is still the kind of the same as the U14. It just might get a little bit more concentrated around the gate. But that transition still... 15 meters wide then you but then as you get to better 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 racing that rut there does not spread spans of meters it is every l 120 whoever many guys are in the girls are in the race skiing the exact same line now what separates you so that's well, I mean, I, I believe that and that the answer to that question uh, speaks for itself. But um, yeah, you know, or 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 just dig deeper. Just keep listening to the peace stuff, and you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pick. Thank you so yeah. much for uh, making the time to be a part of this. Um, and I'm I'm definitely sure we're gonna have to uh, figure out um, some some more some more concepts to chat about in the future. I do appreciate how thoughtful you are and, and, and how well you've um, developed your craft of presenting concepts in addition to actually understanding them. And um, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm one of a lot of people, I would think. There's a lot of really good things going on out there right now. And I think if you have a belief in something, that you, you believe in it and you follow through and you commit to it, and that's where the kids pick up on on uh, 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 knowing a coach has a confidence, they get the confidence, and then you start start building from there, and you start getting success. So, and thanks for making this not like going to the dentist. It's really <laughs> easy. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, anything anything I can do to make make it uh, incentivize you to be here. 
<laughs> All right, Pick. Hey, Have we'll a great see. Season. Yeah. We'll see you out there. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Been listening to P Stuff, the Ski Racers podcast brought to you by Fantasy Ski Racer, Technica Ski Boots, and Blizzard Skis. I am your host, James Taco Totkus. In the next episode, we will feature none other than Technica Blizzard's own Marcus Kasten. Thanks again.